When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Full-time, Akudasun, uh, Everton nil, Manchester City 3. Um, we've just been discussing this before we started recording about a game that was probably about as expected as you can probably expect with Manchester City, the potential champions, um, coming to Goodison, and it felt like the most comfortable result they could get as well at Goodison but nonetheless I've seen many people on Twitter coming in saying that well you know at least we didn't go out there and get absolutely destroyed in terms of goal scoring and whatnot that they could have put away in the chances that they had Keith I'll come to you first mate Um, I suppose first of all what did you feel about the 11 that Dice put out today Um, because I've pissed and moaned about Mason Holgate for for years now but Michalenko was out injured which we found out what else are you going to put there at left back? It's one of them, isn't it? I mean, you look at after after he finally got sick of like Holgate messing around and made the sub, and we went to the three at the back with the wing backs. We actually looked a lot more sort of attack. We had more attacking threat, if not sort of like defensive stability that we had in the first half. I mean, Holgate, it is what it is. We know he's not great. He's, he's been asked to fill in a hole today because of injuries and whatnot. Um, you look at you look at the shocking recruitment back in the summer where they brought in Vinagra and he's played what twenty minutes this season. Yeah. Um, he's out injured now until the end of the year. Um, <coughs> should, should we have done better? Should we have brought in a better left back in the summer? Probably, but could we with the money? Who knows? So it's one of them. I think he's put out a team today that he's tried to mirror as close as possible to what we did at Brighton on Monday. And for whatever reason, probably the fact we were playing the best football side on the planet, it hasn't worked in the long run. I think actually, do you know what, up until that first goal, which really came out of nowhere for me, um, they didn't look like scoring. Yeah, they had a lot of the ball, they passed the ball around nicely. But I think we defended very well. With our shape was brilliant. Um, we didn't give them any clear-cut chances. There was no obvious like shots on goal, bar long rangers. 
and then that goal goes in and like obviously quickly followed by the second um, which I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about in more detail but I, d- I don't think I don't think Holgate did that bad he wasn't great let's be honest he wasn't great but he was up against um, Jack and I have just been speaking about this Riyad Mahrez today was on a different level his ball control is out of this world his first touch every single time put him on an attacking foot put him beyond the full back and it's it's almost impossible to defend against and I don't think even having Mikalenko in there today for all his flaws I don't think it would have made a blind bit of difference yeah, I mean, by the tone of voice all the way from the start, like he did, it was like, I hate to say this because it feels very defeatist, but it felt like an inevitability in those plays that you mentioned there, when Maris is getting the ball, you know, when Foden's getting it on the other side. Yeah. They, they play overlaps so, so well too. Yeah. Um, like you said, what Holgate there without my sort of knee-jerk reaction about how much I hate the fella. You know, he's had McNeil coming back and trying to double up with him, but even then, they've got Kyle Walker just over overlapping yeah. Mahrez, and he'll put it in, gets the byline, put it across it. Um, and again, I think there's a naivety here that Haaland looks so, probably the quietest I've seen him for half an hour. And, he still, and he still scores. And then, yeah. But that, that, that's the animal that he is. He's, a, he's, a he's, a, he's an absolute freak in nature, yeah. Haaland. There was one point in the second half where... He was running um, through to catch up with a, a city counter attack, and the pace of him, like he went past Patterson, who was sprinting like he wasn't there. And I think, just to touch on Patterson, I think he did. I think he had a very good game today. I think he coped very well with Phil Foden, who, as we know, is one of the best young players in the world. And I think he um, he limited him to like crosses from deep he never really got never really got beaten there was one time he did get beaten and he, he sort of chased it back and got back in well so I think he had a tough assignment today and I think he dealt well with it but yeah like I mean the tone of the voice is just I think I think we all went in there with I mean I, I thought we could have got something out of that today but as soon as they score those two goals in two minutes there's just that acceptance that the game's gone and we were never getting back into it from there and then obviously getting the third goal just at the start of the second half just completely and utterly sucked the life out of Goodison yeah and, and it was all about limitations then wasn't it as soon as that happened by half time um, the, the midfield what I want to talk about throughout with Garner being in there oh no they're not even being selected in the midfield anymore what, what did you make at the start there I'm not too bothered about Anana being selected or not, to be honest. I don't, it, it is what it is. Ghana, you know, I think again it goes to what Keith said before about recruitment. Like we're signing, what, was, what is he now, 30, 31 year old yeah, yeah. midfielder. You think, you know, he, he's been here before. Yeah, we know what he's about, but, you know, he wants someone probably younger in there with probably just, just difficult to compare, isn't it? But da- damage limitations again. Going back to that comment you said with the fact that looking at there's people sitting around me today actually actively looking at the table with goal difference now in mind and going, oh, we're 2 0 down. And, you know, if we can see how, how, how many more can we concede 
before it starts to look bad next to leaves in the sense of got colour difference. And these these are the like fine margins now we're sort of coming down to with the last last couple of games. And I think we've we've got one better off than Leeds at the moment. And I think I would say Keith, you know, I don't feel too deflated right now. After after losing three 0 I you know it's, like you say, I thought we started off well. I thought Decore was looking quite lively going forward, and you know I thought maybe we could nick something. I'd have been happy with it. I'd have been more than happy with a draw today. Um, just going into the last couple of games, just giving us a little bit more breathing space. But you know it's just it's, it's difficult to difficult to feel too. Hard, hard, hard game by now. Even at 2 0 down, I'm thinking, alright, now I'm thinking ahead to next week instead of thinking about what's happening in front of me because there's no way, just, there's no way we're coming back from it. So it's really interesting you say that because. Like the amount of time it's doing me head and how long we're having to wait it feels like torture and purgatory that we're waiting for these next games to come along more and more and more just get to the 28th and let's know where we are do you know what I mean it's like going through football manager as quick as you possibly can just not it. Um, with, with that in mind not to get anything today Matt you, we spoke earlier you've got real confidence going towards it, like what I said there a game like that to lose it 3-0 it doesn't feel as Disappointing as you'd expect from losing a 3 0 game, regardless of the fact that it was just Manchester City. No, not at all. Well, let's say we got Gundogan. Oh, yeah, we've got two That's all right, We got Gundogan. Like, him in the title running, Ikhar Gundogan is just another level. He really is. And he had a spell of five minutes where he's just switched it on and put us to the sword and just taken us out. Just swept us aside, and they're like, right, on to the next game now. So I, I don't feel deflated at all by that. And if we play half as well as we did today against Bournemouth, you should get something out of it, if not all three points. Because if you look at the actual stats, we limited City to not many chances, like pretty half chances. Jordan Pickford has been getting some criticism off the, um, the Sky Sports pundits, apparently. But <laughs> it seems a weird phrase to use in a 3-0 loss. He didn't have a save to make, really. Obviously, the free kick and that. But he wasn't called upon to constantly you know, bail us out as he has been at times this season. Even in the 5-1 against Brighton, he had to pull off a couple of fantastic saves to keep the scoreline as it was. So they had like, what, 0.8 expected goals? And we had like over one. I can't be massively furious with that performance, to be honest. And I think Dice has said to him at half-time, look, 2-0, you know, we're not getting back into this. He's a realist, very pragmatic. He sent them out there to just knock about and play some half-decent football. And at times they did. Like we did actually have some spells of football in the second half where they actually started to enjoy the game again, even though we were three 0 down. Because <laughs> it was like, you know, this is all right to watch and that. And everyone sat there looking at the phone, seeing what the league table looks exactly. like. Exactly. I think one of the telling things is that at half time we go off two 0 down. I didn't hear a single boo. We've had games where we've gone off half time at 0-0 and there's been booze from Goodison. Yeah. There was no booze, nothing like that. Obviously, I didn't stay for the full time. I had to get back to get the train because Merseyrail don't have to run a service on Sundays. <laughs> but I imagine at full time there wasn't massive, you know, screaming booze or anything like that. So, yeah, just dust ourselves off, going for the next one. And we've got two teams coming up now who are fully on the beach. Like, they're safe. They're not going anywhere higher up the table. Let's just get in the face and just try and bully them a bit. And I, I think we could take six. We could take six from these two games now. Just put on the dirt, man. Slash it on here, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not going the wrong way around, anyway. That's all right. 
Okay, what am I answering? Just thoughts on the game? Just thoughts on the game? Yeah, I think um, I'm usually a Mr. Positive. And I think even now I am. I think uh, at the end of the day, there's the only other team that might be better than City in the world right now is probably Real Madrid. So I think if a boxer goes in the ring like oh score something and he don't get knocked out it's almost an achievement in itself and that's sort of my thoughts on it today we really shouldn't have had the pressure that we had on ourselves to play like that today it, you know to basically we shouldn't have needed those points what we do today but it is what it is I think the, re- the real big game is Wolves away 100% everybody knows the Bournemouth for the bogey team um, but I think the Wolves one is, is the big one I think at the end of the game today a lot of people stayed, you know, especially after performs like that. We, I don't think we did terrible or anything, but a lot of, you know, some people did leave, but the ones who did stay were just, everyone was just saying, like, Wolves, the big ones, well, everyone was pushing that. And I think if you're all around them there, you're sitting there thinking, look how they've just played against City, how many teams are being turned over, you know, 6 7 nil. You know, Haaland, he's after Dixie Dean's record, how did he not get a hat-trick here today, do you know what I mean? So, things like that, we, we got a lot of stuff right before we were 1-0 down. Mina and Tarkowski, we're controlling Haaland so, so well. But I think one of the big things they brought to us early on was um, the corners and stuff. They were leaving a few people around the box and all that. But that's just a really good tactic for them because we focus on those players outside the box and Harlan can just drift into different positions and things like that. So that was their game plan for the very start. Um, and I think we were just dead unlucky. The, the Gundogan just like had one of the best goals I've ever seen in my life. Lives unbelievable. There was no keeper in the world saying that. No players stopping that. So un- yeah, unbelievable goal. And listen, yeah, it's bad. We went 2-0 down. If there's any real criticism today, it's on that second goal. Um, and it's, you know, right side, to your Patterson or Moby or whatever it is, I've everyone say their fault. Um, but if, we, if we'd have went in 1-0 down and we'd have finished 3-0 down, I don't think I'd have the same opinion as I do now. But 2-0 down, only conceding one in the second half, the goal you concede, world-class free kick. You can't be unhappy with that. At the, at the end of the day, it is what it is. It would have been boss if we had the grit and the players and the options to be able to go, do you know what? They've scored two in two minutes. We'll go and push and we'll get two, three in the last half an hour. But we don't have them options. Like, our biggest issue with the whole first 11 right now is to Corey. Because the Corey is classy. He's, he's the linchpin of the system we're trying to play. But we really just don't have an option to replace him. So when he gets to those last... Seven, you know those last 20 30 minutes the Corey's a bit tired McNeil's tired McNeil's been playing left mid and left back the whole game you, you, they're the players that are going to make the difference but we don't have to replace them for them so I think today is one of those games where you just think yeah we could have got something but of our current situation our current squad it would have been a miracle for, to get something Joe especially when we are down but um, yeah I'm not that unhappy about it I'm still feeling quite positive yeah it's scary right now but we were here last season when we lost to Burnley last season and it was all doom and gloom we were getting liquidated and we're still surviving just about now still do you know what I mean still, yeah, we, still, we still might be we could stay up and still get it but you never know mate. I think I think next week is the big one yeah. that's, all, that's all I'm taking from it I was just going to say I think um, Jack started to talk about McNeil there and for the past, I, I think we have to give a lot of credit to Dwight McNeil. The past he made, couple of he weeks, so he, he, he's just under dice. He's just gone to another level. Unbelievable! Yeah. Like just, you can see how hard he's working as well. I think you can see like he's feeding off that sort of energy he needs. He needs confidence in himself, and the fact that like I think you know, last week we were all in here watching a Brighton game, and he'd actually seen the videos of everyone six like singing. Like yeah, I think that's gonna that's a massive boost for him and I think if he can keep playing the way he's playing and hopefully fingers crossed we can Dom is going to be fit he's obviously been 
taken off as a precaution, hopefully today, then I think there's no reason why we can't sort of go into the final two games thinking we, we could go out and win both of them. Why can't, why can't we? I was going to say, um, sorry to interrupt you, like, oh, well, it's Wayne McNeil, when we signed him, start the season, well, you know, sorry, when we got him after Richardson, and, and like, I don't think anybody was sitting there thinking this is the natural replacement, especially, like, what did he get, one assist in, like, 40 games last season, but that guy has worked so hard this year, he's, like, the perfect example of hard work, paying off, he's got seven goals, three assists, first time he's ever got ten goal, you know, goal involvement in the season, he's been unbelievable, he's looking like an absolute bargain like this is the thing we have so many money issues but there's situations like that with you know with Charles going for 60 Dwight McNeil comes in Anthony Gordon goes 45 mil all of a sudden Dwight McNeil's looking like an absolute bargain do you know what I mean and in today's market to get a player under 20 mil who can perform like that for your clubs unbelievable like Damari Gray when he was doing really well everyone was like god he was only 2-3 or whatever it was but McNeil looks like a serious long-term replacement. And I think if you're Wolves right now, I'm not saying they're going to be scared or anything like that. I'm not saying that, but you look the way we played against Brighton. You look the way their style of play. We, we really are like perfect teams to come and get a good upset against them and to, and to do them. And I reckon, I, I don't think they're going to want it. I, re- I reckon if we go at them the way we were on a Brighton the other day, the way the players are playing, the form they're in, I really do reckon we'll get them. Genuinely do. So, I don't know. Just wants to get that in there. Um, <laughs> <players>. playing well. <laughs> um, what we were talking there about, the core, the way certain players start to perform when we went 3-0 down. It's hard to be critical anyway because there's, there's a level of discipline there because then you're thinking, and I certainly did anyway when we went 2-0 down, this is going to be 5, 6, 7. Given how crucial uh, uh, the goal difference is going to be in these last two games, I, I can't have expected Sean Dice to be screaming at them saying, listen, just keep the ball, don't try and attack and stuff like that. But at the same time, that's exactly what they did. They kept possession. They get it forward in the wide areas, maybe throw a cross in or two. I know these are really, like... Not, not great things to be talking about when you're in what well, game 36 and we still need well probably still, it's still in our own hands isn't it which is a lot to still be able to say depending on Monday oh mate well, if, if you take a bit of context in this take three points from Brighton away you've been one of the teams of the season and the champions let's face it probably going to go and win it um, taking three points from those three I think every club in the league would take that that, that win at Brighton could prove to be the result that could prove to be the result that keeps us up in the long term because it was huge um, can you imagine how toxic Goodison would have been today if we'd lost on Monday there um, I think you, you spot on there They, I think you've seen a lot of times this season when we've gone two goals down Newcastle Brighton at home um where the game's just, you go 2-0 down and they lose all discipline, they lose all shape and they're running about like Sunday League footballers. I think today they stuck at the task. I mean, obviously they've got that third goal. It's a, it's a ridiculous free kick. Um, the, the skill to get that up and down from that range is outrageous. Um, but I think they stuck at the task and I don't know if it's a case of we stifled them or if City eased off the pedal a little bit or what but at 3-0 it's sort of 
I don't know, it had the feel of like a pre-season game. Like, yeah. the, the, the pace, yeah. I think both sides accepted at 3-0, that was going to be the result. There, there, was, there, there wasn't going to be a, a difference in the result. Even with the time left, everyone were never going to get three goals back. Um, so I think both, they stuck to the task well. Like, we, like you said, we moved, moved the ball forward, got forward in wide areas. Um, threw a few crosses in. Unfortunately, it was like Mope in the middle, who's wearing his welder's boots and rooted to the floor, and not Calvert Lewin or Sims, who could actually put in a physical challenge. But there we go. We we move on. Um, <laughs> it's one of them, isn't it? Today, like, have you ever been less pissed off after a three 0 home defeat than you are today? It's 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 a proper weird feeling. And I'm still, I'm still in quite a positive fra- mind frame, um, stemming off the back of Monday, and I'm in the, I'm in the position now where I think if we take any positive result on Saturday at Wolves, we stay up. If we win, happy days. We could be safe by the end of the weekend. If we get a draw, I think they'll take the positivity of that draw into the Bournemouth game. I think if we lose, we're in big trouble. I think if we lose that Wolves game, Bournemouth, the atmosphere around it, the, the crowd, it's gonna be it's gonna be tense, it's gonna be horrible. So I mean, if you offered me it now, I'd take a draw next week. Brighton have just missed an absolute sitter. Um in Cisco. The, the, Half their team are football manager regens, aren't they? They're not real footballers. I've never heard of these people in my life. Even the manager, he's made up. He's an AI character. Um, so, yeah, it's one of them today. You take it on the chin. We played the best football team on the planet and we went toe-to-toe with them for 35 minutes, 36 minutes. And the two quick-fire goals kill it they change a game but that's that's why City have got the best players in the world and the best manager in the world in that they can do that to a game they can just flick a switch take a team out of the game and then they just manage the situation we don't have that they're perfect they're grinding teams down as well they're perfect that's their whole game yeah. plan is one of the big things for them is composure. The composure is unbelievable. There was one point, I think, um, I don't know if it was Patton, somebody went through Rodri, or maybe Garner, maybe James Garner, he went through him, flattened him, and Rodri just got off, just dusted off and just carried on. No no argument, no kick-off, no nothing. This is smart, you know how to win. And um, like you were saying about Mahrez earlier, like that guy, they signed him years ago, they signed so many good players since then, and he's still getting in the team, and he's unbelievable. So you've got to really think about it, like, you know, I said earlier, like uh, people always talk about Pep Guardiola's Barcelona team, the best team ever, and all that type of thing. I, I think these are even better. Yeah. I think these are even better than them, and I think these have so much more depth than they had. And it's it's just you're talking about every single player as like an amazing, amazing ability. Look at look at their subs today. They took off Haaland and bring on Jack Grealish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then you look at our bench, like, and you've got two goalkeepers. Yeah. What the, the difference is completely even, even stark. Calvin Phillips, easily getting that team. Who was the other sub they made? They, they, oh, they brought off um, 
Was it Foden came off or was it Mares that came off? And they brought on Bernardo Silva. That's just disgusting. It's obscene. De Bruyne is still sitting there. De Bruyne is just sitting there, yeah. One of the best midfielders, one of the best midfielders in the world, if not the best midfielder in the world, is sat on your bench and they don't even have to break a sweat. Bananas is like an Iniesta regen as well. He's kind of absolutely unbelievable. I'm sure I heard that Andy Hinchcliffe is saying he hasn't got a strong enough bench. He's one miserable getter, Andy Hinchcliffe, by the way. Obviously, I haven't seen the game on telly today because I've been there, but every time I've heard him commentate on Everton, He's the most bitter man you you would ever like associate with the club. He absolutely hates Everton. And I don't get it. It's, it's almost akin to Kevin Ratcliffe when he used to do the Channel Five U, uh, UEFA Cup commentary, yeah, 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 yeah. and he couldn't even pronounce Jagielka's name despite the fact that he'd managed his brother. Jagielka, Jagielka. And uh, he, that was the worst thing is he managed Jagielka's brother at Chester. Really? <laughs> unless they, unless they pro- a question in a quiz now, Unless they pronounce their names differently. <laughs> Two different people. Just for, just for sport. But, yeah. It's all about criticism. Dead quick. It's a, I think the reason why it's such a strange feeling today, you know, getting beat 3-0. I'm, it's hard, I'm really hard-pressed to criticise any player. But, uh, honestly, yeah. I, I, I think... At the end of the day, when we can see the second goal, you know, either whichever one will be passing, one that made a mistake. But it's rare in a game that one mistake has such a brutal consequence. Do you know what I mean? It's in when you play in City, like it's a really cruel punishment for like such an easy mistake to make, you know. But there's not many teams in Wales Footy that are like that when you play against them. And I honestly think everybody played. I think not everybody played amazing, but so many players played well. I mean, Cavaloon had a fucking great game. There's loads of them. Mina had a great game. Tarkowski had a great game. There's loads of them. Do you know, it was top to bottom. Everybody performed the best they could. But sometimes, sometimes teams are just fucking well better than you are. You well better than you are. And that's the circumstance. Yeah. To beat Manchester City, you need a perfect mistake-free yeah. game. Absolutely perfect. And that is no, not Everton. No, and that, that's not Everton, especially not this season. And you also need the small moments to go your way. Like the Hallgate chance at 0-0. Mm, I can't, can't criticise Hallgate too much for it because yeah. it's a difficult chance, the way the ball bounces. I ideally you want that to be Dakuri so he can get his go-go gadget legs extend it up to his neck and like side foot it in like he did against Brighton um, but it's just one of them it's if you score there Goodison's raucous yeah. it's a different game a different and then te- like five minutes later they're 2-0 up and the, the crowd's just dead I think like you say criticism wise there's not too much to criticise today the second goal for me is I think Pickford should probably do better but he's rushing across his goal he's overcommitted to one way and Haaland's come back across him Tarkovsky should maybe maybe pick up Haaland's run because Mina's had to go across to cover for Patterson after he's won the header so Tarkovsky's just like Haaland's just drifted in how can a man that's 6 foot 4 6 foot 5 built like Ivan Drago just appear into spaces and nobody's watched him do it he's an absolute freak of nature do you know know what's really interesting about him any manager in the world can look at somebody of that height a number nine goal scorer 
and you put him in the six yard box waiting for someone to whip it in and he's trying to jump at everything but watching him so many times when corners were taken for them he stands just on the edge of the 18 yard box and you're like how, how can you mark him because you can't force one of your centre backs to go out there and stand with him because then it's leaving a gap in the middle when you've got left backs who can't really defend that whole gate and you know I'd, I'd happily sit here and go through them all day to be honest with you but it's, he's almost like you say ghost I think that's a really good He's like a ghost. Way to describe do, you know what, do you know what it is? Because uh, ghosts, ghosts make people know their presence, don't they? But you can't see them. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, like that's a, little, a, really like a wee pulsing ice, isn't he? <laughs> big, big translucent gold yeah. machine, isn't he? He's yeah. got he's, he's got magnificent hair as well, by the way. I think he is like, he's a poster child for anyone who's albino. Three cheers, man. He's like Stephen Naismith if he got on the steroids. <laughs> when it, when Malcolm came on today. I, I said this Allegedly. is a Stephen A. Smith Hattrick moment this is when it's going to happen oh, for mate, one minute honestly. I was like alright maybe it's not happening today yeah. <laughs> I, I still I, I yeah. would bring Sims on ahead of more yeah, because yeah, it, it he's feels a like similar, it's just wasted he's just, a similar build to Dom and yeah. similar he kind of offers nothing yeah. Yeah. let's be honest there is he's no got one out the door as well everyone knows he's going I mean is he going though we've got him on contract for three years and who's who's paying money for him well did Tosin really play for Everton when he was actually still come, you know, I think he'll just be like someone who's on the outskirts. I think it's a team, ma- you know. I think it's a massive laugh that ever yeah. since Tosin's gone, they've got the digital advertisement boards round the round the ground advertising mm. Turkey's finest hair clinic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, it was it was never there when he played for the club, but since he's left, every single week. Turkey Hair Clinic. Yeah. <laughs> it's called like Vasia, isn't it? Or something yeah. like that. Maybe, maybe that's Vasia. Maybe that's where he's that. gone. Oh, Vera. Was it yeah. Vera? It was Vera, yeah. Vera, Rob, Rob Vera. Vera. Clinic, yeah. Shout During out to our years. mate, Rob. <laughs> During the Coleman years, we had uh, Sandro, a bald man, Wayne Rooney, already had a hair transplant, could do with another one. We had Classen, and then uh, Tosin. All the, uh, why did we sign so many bald men? Do you know heavy, what I mean? And that's, that's on, a red flag straight away. Heavy on Wayne Rooney. Really? This is offensive. So no, no, no. no. Wait, you're not a professional 20-odd-year-old footy player, right? That's a difference. <laughs> a millionaire on top of that. Yeah, they'd have to save up a bit more it's, than it's, they do. They could do it's, heavy, it's heavy on Wayne Rooney, a man yeah. in his 30s who managed to go bald twice. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> That's just that's just. And then when he got it fixed, it looked shit as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, think, I, think, I, think, him, I think when he shagged that album and she took some of his power like Space Jam <laughs> I, I tell you what the disco's kicking off upstairs <laughs> I think it's a good time to wrap this one yeah. up Matt I'll leave you on the final word maybe he's been sitting here nodding I haven't really got many final words I don't think there's a massive amount of analysis to do with that game is there it's just one of those it's just yeah the, the main point is we've done ourselves a favour with the Brighton game because we knew that one was a write off and the fact that we're all sitting here with a smile on our face and laughing despite losing 3-0 it's the best you can hope for, innit? Yeah, yeah. Spot on, mate. That's the way we're going to end this post-match. Bad falls of stuff coming this week, as always, on the Blue Room. Thanks for listening. Up the toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.